Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have Ian Marco. He is a personal trainer based out of New York City. He is the owner of Marco Training Systems and the founder of Kin Stretch Anywhere. We had a really great conversation. I'm just going to jump right into it. Let's get this party started. started with this podcast with Ian, I'm going to tell you about this Rethinking Movement Workshop that I'm working on with Andy Shea from Movement Reborn in San Diego. We are really excited about it. We spent all last weekend putting out the outline and really getting everything dialed in and figured out. Um, We are working on the slides right now, getting you guys easily applicable information that you can apply the second you get home from the workshop. We had a really great time. And before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you guys about not taking anything for granted because I was walking on the beach and, you know, had my shoes off, walking barefoot, and I kicked a rock that I didn't see and just punched a hole right in the bottom of my foot. And it's not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of like when you're doing too many pull-ups and you tear your hand. It's similar to that. But the problem is, is it's on my foot. And so... My favorite Dr. Andrea Ospina question, how often do you use your feet? Well, let me tell you, the answer is a lot. So, don't take your feet for granted because I can't use one of them very well right now. I'm compensating like crazy and everything hurts and I hate it. So, I'm going to try and heal this thing as fast as I can so I can get back to working out barefoot and make my feet nice and strong and callous so that doesn't happen again. So, without further ado, Ian Marco, here we go. All right, Ian, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast, brother. Yeah, of course. I'm really happy to be here. Appreciate you inviting me and uh, having me on. Of course. I'm just uh, really interested in what you're about. I've been following you for a long time. Um, How long have you been a trainer for? Uh, I'm getting close to around, I think, five, six years now is what we're coming up on. Okay. And so uh, when did you start the FRC stuff? Uh, it's probably been like maybe two years into my career. So I'm probably around four years in the FRC. I found it on Instagram and, uh, you know, this kind of a wrap after that. I was kind of sucked in and then I just did basically everything but, um, FR upper and FR spine. So I've done the rest of the courses, FRA, kid stretch, FRC, the summit. Um, and then I did FR lower too, just to kind of experiment whether I wanted to be a manual therapist or not. Right on. And so, um, have you taken any other training or is that just kind of where you're at right now? Yeah. So I've done, um, I've done SFG level one for kettlebells. I've done, um, Excel's performance specialist. I've done the NASL CPT. I've done the NCCPT. Um, and uh, a few other courses that none of them are more so like, you know, weekend, uh, weekend things and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the FRC thing was uh, really interesting to me. I took it um, last April and it was, you know, coming out of CrossFit for me, I was just trying to figure out how to work out after that. And so, you know, like after, after you, I did CrossFit for eight years and then you just don't really know how to work out. And so you're just trying to kind of figure it out and find a new flow to things and, you know, experiment with all these different movements. I started following a lot of, uh, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, um, you know, practicing multiplanar movement patterns and then, um, you know, found FRC. Um, there was one, uh, down in Phoenix, which is like two hours South of me. And I just pulled the trigger and, you know, nice. Andreo Spina really, you know, was speaking the language that I needed to hear at that moment. You know what I mean? And it's just, um, so what I'm interested in is, uh, how you, um, integrate that into all of your other training because you know for me like frc is a big component of it but it's not the only thing that i do absolutely yeah i think that that's that's probably the most uh, the biggest question that i get especially from other frc ms like yourself i think it's really overwhelming to get all of that knowledge at first and a lot of it is uh you know, very eye-opening. Like, for example, just to relate to CrossFit, you know, the whole idea of, like, you got 20 people in your class, three of them have the prerequisites to actually do the snatch, but the workout of the day is everybody's doing snatches. So, like, right. where do we start from here, right? And then it kind of puts you into this mindset of, like, man, you know, I don't have any of these prerequisites. Like, maybe I should just stop moving. Or then it's like, all right, well, at least I know how to do cars, so I'll just do FRC. And then, right. you know, that's not really where you want to be at either. So I, I think that that's a great question, and it's really – uh you know, something that's really uh, been troubling for myself and everybody else in the community. What I would say is I think it's really important to stick to the strength um, and stick to really incorporating what you would do just for decades, you know, something like a split squat. So for example, instead of spending 10 minutes hitting pails and rails every single day in the couch stretch, and then you do a couple of passive range holds and some cars, you know, that same person, if they just keep it within the range of motion they own, doing a maybe a modified split squat, you know, for five sets of 10, they're going to get the strength, they're going to get the range of motion, they have the control through that. Um, so they might even get a lot more out of that. So it's kind of, you know, everybody's an individual circumstance, but like, I really, really strongly, really emphasize strength with my clients and everybody that I'm working with. And it's not just this FRC thing. Um, obviously everything's based off of the FRA, the assessment, uh, but at the same time, really getting people to at least the meat and potatoes of their workouts, kind of the way that I like to describe it. You know, I'll have someone come in. If you're one of my students, I, you're fully expected to show up 10 minutes early and do all of your cars, at least two reps before we even get started. I'll kind of be watching you out of the corner of my eye. I see your hip car sucked. I'll take some time to really like lock that in and we'll spend five minutes just on the finer details of the hip car. And then, you know, maybe we'll do a set of pails and rails or we'll open something up and we'll do 15 minutes of very specific FRC work that's based off your assessment. But then right after that, we're going into three sets of um, single leg deadlifts with three sets of pull-ups, super seven, you know, and then in between that, we're going to do a, a core exercise where you're going to stir the pot or something like that. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really as simple as you can get it all in in one session. And then, you know, different people are different. If someone that is really smart and, you know, I can see that they're ready to watch a YouTube video and learn on their own. Um, and I do that by testing them out. So, like, if I'm going to work with someone, I'll send you my cars video before you show up. 
And then when you walk in and I'm like, hey, uh, so did you work on those cars? And they're like, what are cars? And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. So uh, this is going really poorly. Are you ready to start now? Uh, <laughs> so yeah. like, I kind of test them out like that. And then, you know, you go off of the person. You have to read them and communicate with them and see, like, what's the best way that I'm going to help them? Because ultimately, like, this isn't their job. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. asking too much of them, it, it might not end up in the result that you want, which is really what's most important is that outcome of them being successful. So, it's easy right. to overload people. And I did that early in my career, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so, then, what does your personal training look like? So, because, you know, we're kind of speaking the same language. You know, I have, I've um, integrated my days into uh, squat, push, and pull. And then, you know, I do like uh, hip cars to warm up my squat. And then I do like deficit split squats. And then I do Cossack squats. And then I do like a back squat variation. And then I do a loaded hip cars to finish it off. And that's kind of where my head's at right now. And I'm really not, you know, I did just through the CrossFit space, I did a lot of the strength cycles um, and I got strong enough. And so now I'm just trying to maintain that. You know what I mean? I'm not doing any strength cycles. I'm just trying to one, one week do like pause squats and next week do tempo squats. Like just really keep, you know, my body guessing and keep it interested because, you know, after a while you're just like, okay, three by five back squat, I guess I'll do that some more, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. that's just where my body's really liking what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that sounds great to me. Um, yeah. for, for, for me, I mean, my, my, my shit's really all over the place right now honestly uh you know i'm doing my kin stretch online program which is like really hard honestly yeah <laughs> like coaching it and being on video and you know the the audio doesn't work and i'm 20 minutes in and i've already done three rounds of pails and rails like so like that's taking up a lot of my time and it's really really hard it's demanding so like that's a really good two days a week of like really quality kin stretch work for me. Um, I do my cars every single day. What I've been using is the ankle weights a lot lately. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I just progressively overload them. So like I'll do, you know, three sets with the threes and then I'll do a couple of sets with the fives and you know, it's, it really ends up, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. But overall I'm also playing basketball two or three times a week, which is really big for me. Um, that's what I enjoy the most. So I haven't really been doing too much heavy lifting, but uh, you know, split squats, single leg deadlifts, pull-ups. Um, I've been doing a lot of like multi-planar, a lot of rotation. I basically do rotational work in every single workout that I do. And I mean more so, not so much like hip rotation or shoulder rotation, although obviously your cars are gonna do that, but more so like med ball work, um, yeah. using the cables. Uh, I really like that stuff. It makes a lot of sense to me, uh, yeah. especially as an athlete. So being able to rotate, and I think with CrossFit, especially with the people that I work with and, uh, you know, the powerlifting crowd, CrossFit, any Olympic lifting, they're missing so much of that single leg and rotational stuff that, like, everybody I have is doing a single leg deadlift. And when they can't do that, they're doing the kickstand deadlift, and then eventually right. I just take the back foot away. Right. So I think that those are, those are big staples within my training and my client's training is rotation all day, whether it's, you know, FRC rotation or definitely thoracic rotation, some sort of kind of gait pattern where we're, you know, stepping forward and back and then moving side to side with rotation. Um, those things are really, really big for me right now. Right. So speaking on basketball, man, so, um, you know, I've been, I started bouldering two weeks ago because I really wanted to, uh, start stimulating my brain a lot more by figuring out something that I'm really bad at. 
you know, so I picked bouldering because it's been interesting. And, um, you know, I just watched, um, Alex Honnold's the, the free solo movie and I'm never going to, I'm never going to do that, but like, you know, (laughs) climbing is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, and so, but it's, it's interesting to me how, you know, the prerequisite strength and mobility translated really well to that, you know, so I'm not, great at climbing but i can go in there and dink around and have a great time and not just get super frustrated but last weekend i went and shot a basketball and was like what the hell is this like (laughs) so and i probably haven't touched a basketball in 20 years and so i probably sunk 15 out of 200 shots and i'm like cool so that's what i need to challenge myself i'm gonna go buy a basketball tomorrow (laughs) yeah it's it's true yeah yeah, it's true that I mean, just switching up your movement is can, can really be such a game changer. And, and it's fun. You know, I think uh, novelty is something that really has, you know, uh, helped, but also ruined the fitness industry. You know, yeah. we're always looking for like something new, like your client, you know, they, ha- they still can't do the single leg deadlift that I'm prioritizing so highly in their program as their expert but they want to switch it up and do something else. And it's just like, that's just not how it works. You know, you have, so I think sneaking novelty in is really a great way. And I I don't think there's a better example of doing it than like, Hey, you know, you want some novelty, do your single leg deadlifts, then go bouldering with your wife, go bouldering with your best friend, you know, and then shoot some basketball later that week. So that's a great way to really challenge your brain and get some variability and just different movements are so important. And that's really the basis of, you know, FRC is keeping all those different options. Right. And it's been studied that, that's a great way to keep people out of pain too so like oh, yeah. you know they're walking around in a great deal of pain but then once you get them just playing and having a good time then they're all of a sudden doing those movements that they said that they couldn't do before you know so that's like um you know i'm uh developing a course uh with my friend andy shea in san diego and you know we played a lot so like once we got burned out outlining the course and you know filming content then we're just we just started oh, we're going to get all these different lacrosse balls and all these different mobility balls and we're going to throw them into that laundry basket for like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And then we're going to, you know, do, we're going to play with nunchucks and then we're going to go outside and and walk on rocks and we're going to, you know, so it's just like, you know, that was one of the things that um, Andrea Spina mentioned in the course is that he doesn't really have like one workout. Like he has implements everywhere that he goes so that he's constantly doing something throughout the day, you know, so like kettlebell windmills here, um, you know, uh, kettlebell swings there, like, you know, getting on the, um, the, um, you know, doing some pull-ups there, punching the bag, you know, so he's just constantly moving around and doing that stuff. And I'm really, you know, here I am a year later, really trying hard to kind of implement something similar to that. Yeah, I think I think one of the big things that I really stress with mobility training is the idea that like it doesn't have to be this thing that you need two hours a day to set aside on. There's so many ways that when you get good at it, you actually realize that you're doing what I'm telling you to do anyway. So like you'll see a lot of people under their desks and they'll just do like kind of like a really shitty ankle car, but it just has no intent to it and it doesn't have any direction or actually awareness. But when you actually know how to do the car correctly, you could hit 25 under your desk 
when throughout the day and that's going to make a profound change on your lifting your big toes i have tons of people that you know you, you come see me and they can squat 300 pounds right but then i put them on one leg and they like fall over like bambi so right. you have that person some teeth standing on one foot every single day like all right you did nothing extra and you're getting better so i think like that's a good example of you know like mixing these things in and just getting variability of movement but even just doing your cars here and there throughout the day it doesn't have to be this daunting mobility thing or right. you know i don't have the your exercise i do all this extra work it's like dude you just start moving you start feeling better you know this is just a systematic uh direction for you to do with it right and so the the back squatters power lifters crossfitters they're only moving in that sagittal plane so yeah, like if you're right. just if you're just standing in line at a grocery store and you start moving in that frontal plane moving those hips side to side you know what I mean? Then that makes a huge difference. And that starts lighting up your brain because, you know, one of the things, um, once people start having me train them and I'm having them do swimmers and their swimmers, like as they're coming down, they start to kind of stutter. Then I'm like, that is a dark space in your brain for your shoulder. So then you're wondering why you can't do a pull up. It's because your brain doesn't recognize this range of motion in your shoulder. So like yep. once your brain gets that figured out and you keep putting that sensory input in there, then you're more than likely going to get a pull up very quickly. So now that your brain has a good idea of what the actual shoulder is and how it's supposed to move because you normally don't move it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. With that too, it's just like, you know, most people it's so FRC from the outside perspective is like so you know complex and there's all these theories and principles and then everybody on instagram sees the acronyms and they're like what is pales i have no idea and it's just like it's so understandable from the outside like me but once you actually get inside and you start understanding some of the concepts we're really just saying like all right what can your shoulder do okay you see that spot that you like literally just swung through with no control go back there and break it down and just do a couple of reps in just that little spot all of a sudden it gets better and that feedback that you're talking about improves and it's pretty obvious and it's really hard to argue in my mind that if you're doing that and you're getting better at that foundational level then the pull up the snatch you know the shooting a basketball all these things get better which is really the beauty of frc in my opinion is you know that foundational approach that's built into the system right and so it's like the underlying theme of it is just move your shit around every day oh yeah and that's sure. it. And so, you know, I, I find myself doing stuff in line all the time, like when I'm waiting at a grocery store or a coffee shop. And, and you know, other than the people just staring at me, I'm just like, okay, here's what we're doing. And then I'm just because, you know, one of my uh, biggest things that I'm working right now is my ankle dorsiflexion. And so I'm just, you know, I'll be sitting in line and then just start driving my knee over my toes and then pushing it back and just being really active with that range. And just really yeah. trying to drain it out because that's the time that I have at that moment. And who yep. cares? Like people are judging you all the time anyway. It doesn't matter. You know, they're looking at exactly. the, the stupid shoes that they think that you're wearing or whatever pants you're wearing or your hat's really yeah. old and wrinkly. Like people judge you all yeah. the time anyway. You might as well be doing something functional with your body while they're doing it, you know? So Exactly. Yeah, Dre, Dre just put up a post the other day or maybe even a was yesterday and it was like him doing his uh his like intrinsic foot strength right yeah and it was like, i 
think it's weird that you can't do this. And like, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. It's like, I think it's weird that, that you're sitting in line stuck in one position while I want to move the whole time. I mean, it's right. literally more natural what I'm doing. So like the, the people that are looking at you weird are usually the ones with the shittiest joints too. So yeah. It's like not, a it's like you can be, you know, judging me and move really shitty all you want. I'll be over here doing my cars, you know? Right. And especially at like a regular gym, you know what I mean? You go to like, I'm from Florida. So like if you go to LA fitness in Florida and do a car, like people are like, yo, what is this witchcraft that this guy's doing over here? Like, and then, but they don't even have a trap bar. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, this, but this, then this is not ideal. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways to be successful, obviously, but, but that, that wouldn't be my number one pick. At all. Yeah. They're looking at you like you're an idiot, but then they go and do their back squats on a stability ball. And you're like, really? That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What was I going? Oh, so then you know, speaking on cars and everybody looking at you weird, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach and it's a smaller CrossFit gym and I'm still coaching it, but I'm over there, you know, doing my cars, you know, with the blocker against the wall and everybody's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you do it. So let's see your 185 pound shoulder press, move your arm through a circle. And everybody's like, that is impossible. And I'm like, that's why I'm doing it over here. Yeah. You know? So like, <laughs> how strong are you really, you know? So yeah, it's just, uh, it's really interesting. And then like touching on the foot thing, that was the biggest what the fuck moment when I took the FRC course is when we were doing the daily cars routine. And then uh, Andrea Spina is like, this is what you do with your foot. And 80 people like looked at his foot. And then he's like, and now you try it. And 80 people looked at their foot. And then we just shrugged and we're like, I don't know what that means i don't know what that means and it was just such yeah. an eye-opening thing and then he just asked a simple question well how often do you use your feet and you're like kind of a lot i guess and he's like you should probably have strong feet right and you're like it's true and so ever since then i'm just always doing that you know like always and even to the point where we went and visited my uh, wife's sister in Denver and every time she'd turn around the corner, I'd be staring at my feet, making my toes move around and she kept going, yeah. are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just move my feet around. I'm getting better actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it was, it's, it's really a groundbreaking. I mean, I, I, even just as being human, you know, I don't even know if, if you, if you're, if you're a trainer, obviously, but like I mean, even anybody really, the FRC would be just such a great start. Even if you take it into, you know, dealing with life and the idea of, um, you know, load and capacity, you know, the person that lives at home or and they're, you know, sheltered by their parents the whole entire time, they're not going to be able to deal with stress as well as the person who's been through it. And that's really a foundational thing in life, not just the body. And, you know, it works in biology, but it works in life too. The people that have been through stuff and have worked against adversity and know how to handle stress in multiple different ways are going to be the ones that are more successful, you know? Yeah. And like, it, it, it really spreads across to everything. And Dre just has such a good way of breaking down these like very complex things like biology. I mean, the course is based off of a cellular level, you know, they're really getting in depth with things, but then he has such a good way of not even being an app talking in absolutes, because I think that that's also a mistake, but you know, just saying something very simple, like, Hey, like you said, should your feet be strong? Do you use them? Should you start using them? 
here's how to use them, you know, which is like, all right, great. I can sign on with that, you know? So it's, it really is such a great course and uh, it, it's, it's, it is life-changing. It really has been. Yeah. And so he's, I'm, I always wonder if that guy ever sleeps because the way that he presents such complex information so simply, like he just has to be coming up with that shit, just waking up and be like, God damn it. And writing something down and then settling in and then waking up and be like, God damn it. And writing something else down. You know what I mean? Because he's probably constantly thinking about that and how to, yeah, a lot of practice. That's for damn sure. Yeah. yeah a lot of practice. I mean, they've, they, you, there's so many people that are certified now. I mean, they've done so many of them and, he, he does get better. And I remember going to the summit and listening to him speak for the first time in a while because I'd done other things, but they had really been with Chivers and some of the other great instructors. Yeah. And just hearing Dre open up and like just laughing and, you know, just really enjoying his style of lecture. It's, it's, it's really important. You know, it's just like anytime in school, you know, if you have someone who's really boring and you can't really relate to them or the way that they talk, it's just, it's a lot harder to learn. So having someone that is charismatic and able to break down complex, uh, you know, systems into easy to digest ideas and, and my words is really, really, it's a game changer. That's for sure. Yeah. And then I think it's, he does a good job of um, leaving it open-ended to where you can start going down any kind of rabbit holes that you want. So after that, I went down the rabbit hole of the foot and started understanding that, you know, 25% of your sensory input comes from your feet. And so if you're just covering that up all the time, then you're missing a huge chunk of how you see the world, you know? So then, you know, starting to wear like barefoot shoes and, and talking to my clients about that and telling them like, if you just start walking barefoot, a lot of your problems will go away. And if you get your feet stronger, that'll translate up the chain and then that'll probably release your ankle and then your ankle will start moving better and then your knee will stop hurting less and then your hip won't be absorbing as much load. And so just that, that simple thing of just taking your shoes and socks off and seeing the way the world feels is huge. Plus there's a whole, uh, you know, scientific study about that grounding is an actual thing and that we actually sync up with the same frequency as the earth. You know what I mean? So if you're stressed out and pissed off and having a bad day, go stand in the dirt and feel better and then go back to work. You know what I mean? Do some box breathing for five minutes. A hundred percent. Same thing as getting sunlight, same thing as getting fresh air. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we're exercise is a human invention, you know, buildings are, you know, yeah. Tanning, tanning salons are they you know it's it's all you know you gotta really kind of put it in perspective and that it really starts off simply as you know like take your shoes off that's such a good way to uh, go about it for sure right and so then you know i was uh uh interviewing dj murakami and we were talking about how you need discomfort to feel comfortable and so this we're so comfortable and it's so weird so then but then it starts to, you start looking at these cities like, uh, like, like Seattle and Portland, which are, you know, it's raining 90% of the time. So then you need to create a tanning bed. And then you start thinking like, well, why do people just pick that spot? Like, this is where I want to live. Or like Phoenix, Arizona is another one where, you know, they were just, were they just traveling across the country and they're like, screw it. This is where I'm at. I'm tired of this shit. We're just going to make a living in the desert, you know? It's just like yeah. where it gets to like 120 degrees. Like, what are you doing? 
doesn't make yeah. any sense. And then, you know, so, but then, you know, there's a whole theory where this is where we live in a nation of outrage where people are literally perusing the internet, trying to find something to be pissed off about or calling the cops on two black guys having that coffee at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to create discomfort because they're yeah. uncomfortable being comfortable. You know what I mean? So if you just go and find something to struggle with and then you actually end up accomplishing something and then you feel more comfortable, but that's why like the feeling of accomplishment is so fleeting is because you're like, yes, I did it. Okay. Now, what? you know, and just like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I live in New York. I think that's a great example of, of, of living in New York city. I mean, it's awesome and terrible all at once. <laughs> right. You know, like getting on the subway and being like nuts to butt with like a little Asian guy. <laughs> and then also having some like really old grandma sitting right in front of your crotch. And then like <laughs> rush hour. I mean, that's obviously not ideal. It's uncomfortable, but <laughs> It's waking up every single day and doing the nine sessions in a row that I used to and, you know, doing all these things that pushing yourself and trying to be first in the rat race that really made it all worth it to be able to afford the apartment to actually live in the city and then just enjoy so much just being in my apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, winter, like watching seven episodes of Game of Thrones in a row just because I can is one of the best feelings in the whole entire world. And it's because I was so uncomfortable and now I'm finally comfortable, you know, and I think that's a, a great point for sure. Right. So that's a, that's interesting. The winter thing. So, um, you know, everybody's been listening to David Goggins audiobook, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, man, that guy's my power animal. But anyway, like he, um, he, had a book where with uh, this author named Jesse Itzler, where Jesse Itzler saw him at that uh, San Diego 24 hour race and was like, Hey, I want you to come train me for 30 days. And Jesse Itzler lived in an apartment, you know, overlooking um, uh, Central Park, you know, his uh, wife owns Spanx. So they're just billionaires. He sold a, um, a private a luxury private jet company for a billion dollars. So they just have all the money in the world. Right. So, um, the first, um, day that David Goggins shows up at his door, he knocks on the door and is like, we're going for a run. And Jesse, it was like, no, it's 17 degrees and snowing. And David Goggins is like, nah, it's 70 and sunny. He's like, no, my watch tells me that it's 17 or 17 degrees and snowing. He's like, Nope, 70 and sunny. He's like, all right, I guess we're going for a run. So then as they're like going down the, um, the elevator, they're like, well, does that work the same with heat? Like, does that whole concept work the same with heat? And David Gogg's like, Nope, when it's hot, it's hot as fuck. And that's, <laughs> and then they just went and ran seven miles in this, in this blizzard. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, really interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm perception is reality for sure right um and then the other thing i wanted to i keep meaning to talk to joe lavaca about this too and i never get to it but um you know because i'm from a town like where there's seventy thousand people you know so what's like what's it like like living in new york city because i've never been there but you just see you're just like God, that's such a foreign concept to me like i yeah I, it's wild for sure 
the I, uh, I think the subway is really the biggest experience. And you know, I'm actually uh, possibly moving uh, back to Florida at Miami in August. And so I've been starting to kind of, my girlfriend and I have been starting to kind of think about like little New York moments, right? So like I got off of the subway at Union Square, which is like one of the biggest uh, stops with like tons of different trains. So like as soon as you get off the subway, you're not only like bouncing off of people, but you end up in, you know, hallway with a full band playing the music, playing music. So like they were playing like some 90s rock song that I recognized. It was like Creed or something like that. I don't even remember the song. Yeah. But I remember like starting to like, as I was getting closer to the music, I started recognizing like the melody of it. And then I started hearing the person singing. And then all of a sudden I was like, I started singing the song. And then like this really like hood dude, like, like homeless, but also like really like gangster walks right in front of me and he's singing the song as he walks by me. And I just started laughing. I was like, yo, that is exactly how I describe New York. Like it's chaos. It's, it's beautiful. It's crazy. And it's as diverse as anything out there. And I think that, you know, diversity is so important and just being able to like mix it up with multiple people and just seeing, you know, perspective. That's why I think traveling is so important for people because when you get perspective, whether it's on FRC or even life or anything, relationships, you know, it really just makes you better at, uh, you know, your next step and what else, whatever you want to accomplish. Perspective is very important. New York is nuts though, man. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's, it's so competitive. Um, it's everything you think it would in the movies and winter sucks no matter what it really does I hate it oh, so bad. <laughs> I'm from Florida too though so I'm a little biased <laughs> yeah and so but I've lived here my whole life and we get like the last snowstorm we had I was like ah, oh, this is bullshit like you know because I'm building like a, a a whole family of movers in San Diego and I know all these people and it's great and I love going there and I'm like the last time I had to shovel my driveway, you know, the, um, it was like six 30 in the morning. And my wife was like looking down at this huge berm that the snowplow made out of like ice because it melted and then froze. And I was just like, God damn it. This doesn't happen in San Diego ever. I will never have to shovel again, but it took me like 90 minutes, like talking about struggle and discomfort. It took me 90 minutes to clear the bottom of my driveway and I was just over it. I had to go take a nap. It was terrible. <laughs> yes. That's not easy work either. A lot, most people get, a lot of people get hurt just from shoveling, you know, that's like a common injury, man. It's yeah, 90 man. minutes a lot is tough work, especially for someone that's it's, uh, uh, like someone else, like you get, you get like my dad doing that. And I don't know. Sometimes he tells me, I'm like, yo, make sure you do your cars before you uh, start shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, focus on core bracing, you know, just yeah. like really hip focus on. like sitting in a hip hinge, throwing snow, like that's, that's no joke. Right, and then transferring load from one leg to the other as you're throwing it and making yep. sure that you're braced the whole time. And it's really, yeah, it's tough. And But, you know, what Joe Rogan always talks about, like that's the reason why California is filled with so many assholes is because they don't have to deal with the adversity of the weather. They don't have yeah. to like earn – summertime you know what i mean but it's like yeah, i can see that yeah so like going back to what you were just talking about about like you know realizing that you guys might be moving soon and then really focusing on being mindful of the experience of new york before you do i think that that's really interesting because i think that we're both um kind of into 
the same area where like, you know, I'm four years into my career and I'm just so hyper-focused on doing what I want to do and figuring out ways to get what I want and how to get there. And I have this vision, this clear vision in my head. And so like, I feel like I constantly have to remind myself to be really mindful and really appreciative of this journey that I'm on right now, you know, because everything that I'm working really hard for is kind of coming to fruition and I need to be present during that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. There's a lot of distraction. Um, I, similar to how I think about training, I try to think about it like that in terms of the meat and potatoes, you know, like, uh, right now my kin stretch online is probably one of the most important things that I've been doing. Um, really proud of it overall so I'm just trying to keep improving that and like you know if I do that and my training falls off but I still play basketball two times a week then you kind of just don't waste any time on being negative or, or, or looking back just keep moving forward and that's kind of how I try to deal with those things is I kind of have main things that I'm always conscious of and I I mean I have really bad ADD I always have my whole life so like I'm gonna be all over the place anyway so as long as I stick to those major things and those are getting accomplished as long as my girlfriend doesn't kill me like I'm, I'm rolling <laughs> yeah man that's yeah. how <laughs> that's how I am too like my wife's like, I have a day off. Well, I don't, I got so much stuff. Going on. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just all of a sudden everything that you have been working for is just all of a sudden there, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's just really important to just kind of stop and, and take a look around. So then one of the, um, there's, uh, another thing that I want to talk to you about is like building your personal brand via social media. So like, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's really important. You know, I did a mentorship group. We're actually going to, um, that's that after we're done with Ken Stretch, that's probably going to be our next project that we do for MTS. Cause I think there's such a big need for it, especially with personal training specifically. Um, you know, not having paid vacation, not having, um, you know, time off, not having, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have a 401k, you know, so like all these things that we kind of have health insurance that like most professions take for granted when you're training 29 hours, you know, most of the time you're not going to get those benefits. So something like social media and being able to market yourself online is a really great way to get independence within your business, but also to really be able to reach new levels that you'd never be able to reach because when the people that really make money in this world are not always there when they're making money. You know, right. it's investments, it's long-term business plans. Like that guy that sold his, his thing for a billion dollars, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't building the plane. So the idea of being able to have your money, making money for itself and really being able to get to a whole new scale is what social media has really done for us. I mean, you look at something like, you know, even like mean, gener mean people, right? Like those yeah. people make, Money just by doing funny shit in their <laughs> garage. Some of those people are kids in their basement making money. You know what I mean? So right. like idea of branding yourself and and a, a lot of people get really um you know scared or intimidated by the idea of it. But it's so important to me, and I think that it's something that everybody should be doing. And I think they should be willing to fail too. I think that a lot of people will look and be like, you know, I've already seen a reverse lunge posted five times. I even saw a slider version. Why would I post that? Nobody wants to see it. And then you just say, all right, stop telling myself this. You post it and three people comment. They're like, I've been doing this wrong for five years. 
guess what? There's somebody out there that needs that. And there's somebody out there that maybe even knew, knew how to do it well before. And now they're going to do it even better because your cue is in there. Worst case scenario, you put yourself out there. You got practice at presenting yourself. So it's really a win-win. I think social media is, um, it's, it's utilized now, but it's still very underutilized by um, personal trainers. Um, at first, I think giving away a lot of free stuff is really important. You know, yeah. um, I was one of the first people I think to do really a lot of YouTube stuff for FRC. So like, I'll still have, like I got a DM today. Someone said, Hey, you know, I sent all my patients to your YouTube channel. Um, thank you so much for the content. And like, she's referring to videos I made four years ago. Yeah. And like, like, to, but at the same time, and I tell this all the time when we're talking about social media, because when I was actually putting up stuff on social media, I put up how to do pails and rails for hip IR in the 9090 wrong three times, three yeah. times I did it wrong. The fourth time, it was one of the best videos I've ever made and it helped so many people, but I would have never got there if I didn't mess it up the first three times. Right. I put a video on, um, on YouTube and I even tagged Dre in it. I tagged Dre in it and I spelled controlled articular rotations wrong. Like <laughs> I articulate rotation. Yeah. So like, yo, you have to fail. You have like straight up and people, people resonate with that because like they know, you know, but it's just, as long as you're being authentic and you're really putting yourself out there and you're putting the effort out there and you genuinely want to help people, social media and branding yourself is so, so important. But I think just going at it and actually doing it, whatever it is that you're going to do, do it. Don't, don't hesitate. Don't hold back. And then just try to build on it over time. It's really so important, but also there's so many different avenues. My brother, um, you know, my brother is our CCO. He does like all of our chief uh, creative content and all that. So he sent me a graph the other day and it was, uh, you know, a bar graph of how many users everything has. Yeah. And for years I've like just really hit Instagram heavy. And then I also did YouTube. But I'm looking at this thing and at top is Facebook and it has more users and more of this. And I hate Facebook. Like we were yeah. talking about how people go to complain. Like what is Facebook besides like that terrible cousin that maybe you have or your aunt that is constantly posting about this, uh, fake news, political arguments, and also someone complaining about what they hate in their life, right? So like that put in perspective too, where it was like maybe we should really be hitting everything. and they make it automated now so that if you're on Instagram, you just go to that bottom one, you post your Facebook page and it's the same stuff. So yeah. uh, I would say really looking into that would be a big step for building your brand and just getting it out there in as many ways as possible. Another thing with my YouTube channel is I think one of the biggest reasons I know one of the biggest reasons that it actually was successful is because I went on Reddit. I had never even heard of Reddit and I went on Reddit <laughs> and I would post then I would put go on my second account that I had, and I'd be like, wow, this is a great video. And then all of a sudden people would be like, this guy likes it, who's actually the guy who made the video. Anyway, upvote that. And then I would have another friend who actually had a Reddit account go on and just put an upvote on it. You get three of them, next thing you know, everybody's upvoting it. You have 360, and then my video would go from you know 20 views to 2,000 views. And I was like, holy crap, you know, it was like yeah. crazy. Um, so that, you know, using all the different avenues that are available now for social media is so important, I think, uh, and just doing it, you got to do it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird trying to, you know, so essentially I just film my whole workout and then I just put, you know, one movement of the day 
up there. And so I just have like this backlog of stuff. And so it's just interesting what stuff hits and what stuff doesn't. I think that's so interesting. You know what I mean? It's, because like it makes no sense. It makes it zero sense. Like, zero. That's why I said keep going because like at the end of the day, like you read the insights and you like, like try to think about all these things and you post at the right time and this the algorithm is always changing and it's screwed it's screwed. I feel like I've I've gotten five thousand followers faster than someone before and then they've passed me later you know and, yeah you know always things changing and you want to stay up with them but like it's it, it i have a video of me just doing the americana in like a hyper speed so i'm basically just pushing into a kettlebell and then lifting up and it got two hundred fifty thousand views on instagram and yeah. it literally has no value unless you know what the americana is unless you know how to do all that stuff it doesn't help you at all it's just right. a video of me going like this shaking and hyperspeed and that many people watched it you yeah. can put something up that's life-changing that's as a five-step uh you know process to how to fix your neck two likes 10 views nobody watches it it's it's wild but that's why you just got to keep going i think a lot of people will say like oh like i said i, I don't want to repost the reverse lunge because someone else has already done it yeah no shit nobody's inventing anything at this point you know it's all yeah. just building off of other stuff and putting your own spin on it at, at the end of the day but so many people are oh, i don't i don't post that much like when i first started on instagram i was posting three times a day on the regular i would hit yeah. you in the morning breakfast I, I had brunch post, I had dinner, I had late night. It was just, I was always posting something. And, uh, you know, I really think that that helped a lot. Yeah. And that's something I would do early on. Like if anybody's just starting getting on that, like just put a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, I have all these movements that I find everywhere or that I kind of modify myself and, and, I'm like, oh man, this is great. I can't wait to see how well this does. It gets like you said, just like 10, 15 likes. But then yeah. I do like a, a half kneeling hamstring curl with a weight plate on my foot and it gets like 250 views. And I'm like, really? Like what? Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> is that what people yeah. want? I don't know. Novelty. It's Novelty so and being confused. Some people are just like, oh, I don't know what this is. Oh, <laughs> let me watch it four times. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, which is unfortunate too, because it really kind of uh, takes away the value of some stuff. I mean, I've, I've, I used to, you know, take a day, right? So I would take a day and I would just video for like hour and a half. I had all these ideas. I'm going to go ahead and video experiment. And like, sometimes I'd be setting myself up with like a band pulling me this way. I'd have a weight on my knee and ankle weight. And then I'd put a rubber band on my hand too. And I would just look in the camera and be like, what the fuck am I doing right now? What, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> Yo, let me take off shit off it just gets so wild sometimes but like even then you know some of the good stuff looks like that too like sometimes adding all those things really does help so it's like a balance and i think frc especially with like this end range rotational training and a lot of like the next level of really crazy stuff i mean when you have like 17 blocks you're using yoga it like looks so ridiculous and like honestly there really is a purpose for all of it but like right. there's also where it's kind of like gets over the top and i know i've struggled with that because it was like i've done some really ridiculous stuff on instagram you know? right yeah and like the you know but th that's like the progression so people can see and i'm very honest about it's a progression from when i started frc until now and how much progress i've actually made to the point where you know i couldn't bring my i couldn't hover my leg over a kettlebell without getting the cataclysmic quad cramp where you're just like no oh, yeah. This is a cramp face. 
but I'm just going to make it look like I'm trying real hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, you know, using the, the spring for a radiation and then you're doing over four blocks all the way to your end range and then all the way back, you know, it's really important for people to understand that it, it took a lot of time for me to realize that, you know, my hip flexors were weak and tight and I needed to make them stronger in order for them to, you know, neurologically release so I could get more mobility. And so, oh, yeah. you know, but the, it's just a constant progression and it, you know, bums me out because, um, you know, I used like uh, Hunter Cook as like inspiration for something that I wanted to do. Like I'm obviously never going to be that guy that's like in the yeah. CrossFit space. That's like looking at Rich Froning being like, Oh, I could do that. You probably can't. It's okay. Yeah. But it, the inspiration is, you know, what I'm really looking for. Like when, you know, every once in a while, like Dewey will post something and you're just like, Oh, that's amazing. And then you just go yeah. and try what you're capable of doing within that. You know what I mean? And it's just so much fun like finding this community of people that are really kind of progressing the FRC space and being inspired by them and then integrating it into your own training with all these other different inspirations from like kettlebell people or strength and conditioning people and combining it into your own unique movement practice that you can kind of start figuring out the levels of what you want your clients to go through. And then you can easily start to recognize where their movement capacities are and what level to place them in, you know? So like if they're a white belt level, then you place them in the white belt level. And then, but if they don't even have a white belt, then you just start at nothing. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, you're, you're crawling and rolling today, bro, because you don't yeah. know what organize your spine means. And so we need to get yeah. that core engaged because you haven't engaged it in years, you know? So it's just this really, it's a really fun process learning from yourself and then trying to figure out how to implement it with other people. It's just a lot of fun. I agree, man. I love it. It really yeah. is great. So then the other important part I think about uh, building a brand is, you know, like you said, you're moving to Florida, but you already have a brand established. So it'll most likely make that transition a lot easier, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. And that's, um, you know, my girlfriend was working as a manager um, and now she's doing more of her own thing and we're, you know, letting her highlight her skills online. And that's one of the big things that we've had conversations about uh, over the past couple of years, because what happens is when you move and you had these 20 clients that were like your ride or dies forever, you know, but then you move, then where's your business, you know? And if you hadn't been spending any time on social media, like, uh, the place that I work out of, these trainers are unbelievable. They train like 50 hours a week. And like, I just don't even know how they do it. It's crazy. Like, I couldn't do that anymore. I just wouldn't have the mental capacity. Like, I know some people still think like, oh, you're a personal trainer. You just lift weights all day. Like, I'm not talking about me being tired physically. I'm like, I literally mentally doing this would be so tough. But when they move or when they do something else and they only have 300 followers, it's going to be really hard for them to get new clients. Or even worse, in my opinion, you'll have to not, not even worse, but, uh, if you go somewhere else and then all of a sudden you went from being, you know, the independent, uh, tr uh, trainer, and now you're working under an umbrella of someone else, they're dictating your pay. They're dictating your hours. You're doing extra stuff for them. When you could just be working with two people that you found on your Instagram, they pay you your full rate and you make as much money as you would in 20 hours working at this other place. So like right. it is, 
so crucial. And, you know, the other thing, like I said, I think the next step beyond that is not even needing to train in person, which is what I'm trying to work towards. Not that I don't want to train in person because I'm still going to do it anyway, but being so, um, you know, free financially because you're helping so many people remotely. So for example, if so many people have had so much success from doing my kin stretch online program, then I can not train someone that day and I can spend more time on making that a better product or doing the next level or the next progression. And overall, like I'm going to help more people, but I'm also going to make more money in less time. And I'm not going to always have to be there in person and I'll be able to move to Miami, have a few clients and still have the online thing going. And it's just such a game changer. And also one of the things that we're doing is when I move to Miami, we're actually going to buy an RV and I'll have to actually come see you because we're basically going, um, we're going to buy an RV. We're going to go from Florida to California and back and we're going to yeah. hit as many that we want to see. Um, so we're going to do like three months like that. Uh, and Along the way, I'm going to teach kin stretch classes. I'm going to set up a few workshops and I'm just going to go everywhere. And, and that's another example that if you don't promote yourself online, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like if I have 10 followers and I go and say, Hey, if anybody wants to do it, it's like, okay, well, my uncle's not, not going to do it. My grandpa who's following me also, he's not coming. All right. My best friend's in Florida. All right. Now my followers are gone. What do I got? Nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? So yeah. like as, as so many bad things are on social media and stuff like as a business, it's so important. Yeah, man. And you're more than welcome, brother. And it, you know, we're, um, we're like the, like Flagstaff, Arizona is like the hub for anything that you want to go and see. You know what I mean? Like we're, nice. we're a geographical oddity. We're about two hours away from everything, you know? So like the Grand Canyon's North, um, page and Antelope Canyon is East and we can send you in all kinds of different directions. You guys can see all kinds of cool stuff out here. Um, yeah, and we're, taking, we're, we're literally, we got three months, so we're trying yeah. to see everything. Grand Canyon's already on there. I want to maybe yeah. even go to New Mexico. Um, you know, it's funny you brought up the, uh, the solo movie because like just watching that area and seeing how beautiful it was and being oh, like in my dark dungeon, New York apartment, like watching that and being like, man, I, I just can't wait to experience all that. And, uh, the trap it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. The God, that place is so gorgeous. Like, you know, there's, um, you know, Zion is like four hours away from us. Uh, Bryce Canyon is also four hours away from us. And the, there's these places that just don't even seem real. You know, you're just yeah. looking at it being like, is this a thing? Like, is it just like, it's just, it's so crazy. And so, you know, um, I've had, uh, uh, you know, family friend, he's been involved in my life ever since I was born, you know, he retired and did that, just that just drove. He was like, why would I go see the world if I haven't even seen my country and just drove across the country with his wife and went and saw everything and just had a great yeah. time, you know? So it's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's really cool. And we'll, um, yeah, you're more than welcome to teach, uh, can stretch at my place we can even set up yeah. a, a workshop yeah we'll uh keep in touch do with it. that as the date gets closer and get you all fired up dude that's awesome 100%. yeah um so then the uh yeah we're all, i'm gonna finish this up with uh talking about your online kin stretch thing because that is you know i took uh kin stretch um uh last august and have been you know teaching a couple classes a week and just really kind of you know, evolving my movement practice based off of that whole ideal. And, you know, the, the, that's like 
obviously a thought that everybody has if they're taking a kin stretch class, right? Like, well, okay, so I can only teach so many where I'm at. How do I make that passive income? You know, so then, you know, me being a massage therapist and, and then moving into the uh, personal training space, you know, you can't just like work yourself to death all the time. I mean, you can. But there's, on, there's only a finite amount of time before you're not liking it anymore. And it's, you know, because right now I'm at like the perfect balance where um, it doesn't feel like a job to me. You know, there's like some days where I'm like, God, this is so great. Like I get to do this for a living. It's awesome. And, yeah. you know, that's one of the reasons why I want to, uh, you know, start teaching workshops. And because I can teach indefinitely, I don't really need to retire. Right. And so yeah. trying to let's talk about the process of, you know, starting this online kin stretch program and, you know, like you've already mentioned some of the road bumps in the way. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So the, um, you know, I, I see it as such a, a powerful thing. I think with kin stretch, one of the problems is within a given area, even something as large as New York, you're going to have so many people that it's just such an uphill battle to get them to understand the importance of mobility work and you can you know just be you could be dre himself right and just really skilling the explanation motivating you can have great jokes everything but at the end of the day the reality is a lot of people are going to fall off they're not going to be consistent they're not going to come in maybe they come to one class and they don't come for six classes and after a couple of times of you paying the membership of a hundred dollars a month to be a construction instructor and having three two people show up at your class it's kind of like yo this kind of sucks but the thing is there's people out there that want it there's people out there that obviously we all know need it it's just a matter of getting to them and that's where the kin stretch online really comes because there's so many people out there that are already following you that are already on the FR, FRC pages that really understand the importance of it and they want to do it. They just don't have someone near them. Or if they do, it's a 45 minute thing and they can't get there because they're at work at that time. Whatever it might be, they can do it anytime with what I'm trying to offer. So that was one of the big things is being able to really get to the people that are really willing to put in the work. So then once I did that and I kind of started figuring that out, I was like, let's put this program together, right? And one of the things that I think separates my program is really there's, it's so logically progressed. So one of the things that I get is a lot of people, like we talked about a lot of other FRCMS that are like just so confused after the cert, just like I was, or they're just kind of not making the progress they want, whatever it might be. But what they really just need is one, someone to tell them, keep going. And two, someone to really lay everything out for them in a logical progression so they can think less, irradiate more and just do it. So that's really where the, the program comes in. And it starts off with an assessment, which I think is like crazy detailed and really great. So when you get on there, you're able to track your progress throughout the whole entire thing. And each class has a focus. So for example, if you did your assessment and you saw that you really had zero hip IR and then you look at the class schedule and there's two classes that are hip rotation, one of them's hip IR, you can take this, um, you know, community driven kind of program that is made for everybody and then make it specific to you, which is 
priceless. I mean, to be able to learn how to, you know, improve everything in your body throughout the program is one thing, but to identify exactly what you need and then have the hour long laid out thing that you could just do over and over again and really yield a ton of results is just, I mean, it has been so powerful. I think everybody has enjoyed it so much. It's been great to get their feedback and uh, it's only getting better. I'm, we're doing level two, April 8th, I'm launching that. Um, had a lot of people just, you know, continue. Uh, and it's, it, it's cool, you know, it's, it's at its own pace. I think a lot of the other ones are a little bit more like, uh, you know, uh, you only get two classes this month and then we switch them or, you know, you have eight weeks to finish everything and then it disappears. Or, you know, whatever the other thing, for me, I don't want to take anything away from them. I want them to progress through the whole entire thing, have the adequate amount of time, be there for questions, and just, you know, let everyone go at their own pace. Because when you speed certain things up, like something like mobility work, I think, uh, you know, you can lose some people along the way. Uh, so having them, you know, go at their own pace and really finish and work things that are very specific to them has been a great success so far. And it's really, a, it's a great program. If you're going to do something like that, I really suggest doing uh, a Thinkific is an amazing website for it. Um, just DM me and, and I can send you the link for it. Um, but it's really, uh, it, it's really worked out well. I've been super happy. It's, it's definitely the best thing that MTS has done so far, for sure. Right on. So then, um, when, so say I have no idea what FRC is, but I'm really interested in doing it. And then I find you decide to start paying for your online program. And then I, um, uh, is it like a login page to where yeah, so, you go to the website? Yeah. 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 So you would, it's a one-time payment it's, right now. It's, uh, it's going up on April 8th. We're going to make it more expensive. We started off really cheap. It's only 175 for 18 classes, the assessment, the bonus stuff. So it's really, really relatively very cheap. Um, and once you do that, you get a login and you go on. And it's literally like, that's what I'm saying about the Thinkific. Like, it's literally like a college course. It's crazy because I have a section where I can put, you know, images, detailed text, and then I'm also able to put the video. So like, whether you want to be a visual learner, whether you learn by doing, whether you're the type A person who wants every single detail, I'm able to facilitate that for every single individual and have them. One of the big things that I think I do differently than a lot of people is like, if you're working with me, you're never going to not have the answers. Like yeah. you're never going to have like, be like, you know, this wasn't detailed enough. Like, if anything, I have a problem, especially with individual online programs, we've changed our process a lot lately. But when I first started, I was like, yo, here's your 17 page uh, Bible to live by. Here's everything you could possibly want to know. And some people would open up and be like, yo, I did not, was not prepared for this. Like, where's my little template and my little, you know, yeah. uh, Google shit, right? So like, that's kind of how I go about things where like, you know, you're always going to have the answers. And then obviously I'm there for the questions anyway. And you know, there's some people that do get overwhelmed and they probably don't even ask questions. But, you know, I think that that's kind of a good example of natural selection. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm available. You don't want to ask? Like, all right, well, you probably weren't going to do that well anyway if you're not <laughs> willing to at least ask a question. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And then so and then you have everything all laid out into kind of specific things. So like hip related or shoulder related, thoracic spine, that kind of thing. So. Like you were saying earlier, people can 
do their own assessment and be like, oh, my thoracic spine's garbage. So I need to start taking, like repeat these classes a few times and get that under control. Take a little bit, take some pieces out of those classes, practice them every day and get that kind of dialed in. And so that's, and it's all kind of separated out like that. Yeah. So like the assessment portion is what you'd start with. And it's literally a video and it's me coaching my brother and we'll take you through the movement you'll video it and then you'll screenshot because like at this point especially if you have an iphone you just literally screenshot so if you're doing your shoulder you go into shoulder flexion and then as soon as you get to your end range screenshot and then you take your assessment stuff and you're more than welcome to as as part of the community to go into our facebook group and you put everything up and then that's where it gets like that community vibe because, you know, everybody says like, hey, you know, I noticed this for you. It also gives you reps because as a trainer, one of the most important things is being able to see reps of an assessment. Um, you know, as a trainer, there are so many people that do FRC and even FRA and they're like, yeah, FRA was cool, but like, I don't know, I, I don't ever use it. It's like, all right, well, what do you expect then? Because when I've done 50 to 100 FRAs now, there's things that I see on my 60th one that I wasn't even aware of in my first one. So when you put the, your thing in the Facebook group, not only does everybody else get to see like, hey, does my rib cage look like that when I go into shoulder flexion? You know, like, wow, his spinal card is different than mine. Or, um, you know, when Ian said that I wasn't moving from my lower back and I kept starting from the TL Johnson, now I can finally see it on this person's. So it really gives that community vibe and everybody can kind of bounce off each other. And it also takes pressure off of me because it allows other people to kind of, you know, take a chance. And we have a lot of FRCMS and even some construction instructors in my program. So it's cool to see them kind of step up and be like, hey, I noticed this for you. I tried this and this worked really well for me. And then like two of my students will be helping each other. And I'll just be in the background like, yes, like major <laughs> win. You know? like, yeah. That's awesome to have, awesome. you know. I, I, and I think like what we've been talking about this whole entire time is really, you know, a lot of business and social media. And that's really a, a major uh, victory for me is the idea that my whatever I've put out there created has actually not only helped someone, but helped someone help someone else. Right. And then when you think about that catalyst and that kind of chain reaction, I mean, that is priceless to be able to do that because as you already know, being someone who does this on the daily, helping someone else, the feeling you get from that is it can't be matched. So yeah. you know, that's powerful stuff in my opinion. Perfect, brother. All right. I think that's a good spot to end it, man. That was awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at Ian Marco and uh, our business account is at MarcoTrainingSystems.com. And then of course we have the third one at Kinstretch Anywhere, which is the name of the program. Um, you have some, there's notes and stuff, right? So I can give you some links here and then yeah. we'll be able to put them in the video. So I'll yep. send you the link. Basically, I'll give you uh, you know, the YouTube video will be the cars video. Cause that's where I start everybody just like yourself. And uh, you know, with, uh, with the Kinstretch, I'll put the link there that you can get that. And then uh, I'll even put the, uh, I'll just put the Thinkific thing on there. So whenever you feel like you want to go and check it out, you can check it out. And if any of the listeners want to check that out too, um, it really is. It, I've been so surprised at how, how good it was because, I mean, we even used Vimeo for my subscription uh, library for the uh, Elite Video membership that I do. And Vimeo sucks, man. They charge yeah. so much money. Their interface sucks. So like I said, Thinkific was really great. I'll, I'll put the link in there for that. Perfect. Man, so I send so many people to your cars video, like, <laughs> like at least two or three people a week. And it's just so, because it's so comprehensive and it's exactly what 
people need because you can show them and for some reason just you know telling people to move all their joints in a circle confuses them and you're just like oh, yeah all right go watch this sure. guy you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah, it's it, that's the learning curve too like i said you send it to them first and then when they show up they at least have some idea of what's going on because when you have to teach them for the first time it, it it's tough you know it, it takes time yeah. you want to get there as soon as possible and that's the best way right right and you know like you said there's those dark spaces in their brain for all those joints and if they can't figure it out then you know they need that detailed instruction over and over and over again which is why it's helpful for them to do it in person you know but like if you have a detailed instructor such as yourself that takes 20 minutes to explain a 10 minute cars routine then that's all the information that they need so yeah i just send them to you all the time man i appreciate that you got it brother all right thank you so much for taking the time man we'll talk again soon Awesome, dude. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. You as well, brother. Peace.